everybody and welcome to Emma and Tom's PGC podcast. This is our first in our series. Yeah, it's all a bit experimental. The idea here is we're going to give you, uh, well, bits and bobs we don't have time to do on Mondays on the course. Um, things that we just want to talk about randomly, a bit of inspiration, a bit of well-being, uh, just some general loveliness, really, um, yeah. to talk you through the week. Yeah, and podcasts are useful, actually, because they uh, they help you to have a think, but they're also useful because you can listen to them when you're doing other things, like walking dogs, driving cars... Looking after children, in my case. We're both enormous fans of podcasts. Uh, We've been very inspired by podcasts, and we're going to have a go at doing our own. So tell your friends about it, tell your enemies about it, um, because we want some people to have a listen to what we've got to say. Now, this is a slightly weird podcast, because it's the summer. Uh, We're not in Cardiff. We're not in Cardiff. We are, in fact, in sunny Bolton. Sunny Bolton, and it is very sunny Bolton. Or, should I say, sunny Bolton. Sunny Bolton. It's right uh, nice. It's right nice, except we've had to shut the window of our hotel room in order to keep the noise out, and we are melting. Sweltering. So we are in this room. So we're going to have some regular slots each time we do this podcast. We'll, We'll discuss some kind of topic of note for a while. We'll give shout outs to people who are doing amazing things out on placement. Um, We'll have a regular well-being slot where we talk through how to survive the world of teaching and we'll just generally have some fun in the process, probably make fools of ourselves. And we'll give you something to try. We'll give you something to try. Um, Calorie-free takeout, everybody. A calorie-free takeout. (laughs) You're just full of these. (laughs) I know. This is what I bring. This is what you bring. Interesting names for things. So BISA, the British Education Studies Association, I think. There we go. I remembered all four words of BISA's name. Have this two-day conference. And they're very friendly people, actually, to be fair. Apparently not all of these organisations are quite as friendly and welcoming, but these people seem to be really lovely. We were told they were going to be friendly, and they they met the mark, didn't they? Very kind. So, yeah, let's have a think about all the things that we saw yesterday as we wandered around the University of Bolton. Um, we Apart from multiple costas. Multiple costas. We've been fueled up on coffee uh, and all the costas seem to be on the other side of six lane roads, don't they? So we've done a lot of running across traffic. We have. Uh, in order to get our coffee hit. So, David Hopkins, keynote speaker, day one. What did we learn, Tom? Well, we learned that David Hopkins uh, is a a nice man, but a professionally quite frustrated man, he said. Um, he's got all these lovely ideas, but he finds it um, endlessly frustrating that they never seem to actually happen in practice. He told us a lot about how he wants to get the balance right between kind of top-down instruction from governments and inspectorates and things like that, and letting ideas come up from schools, letting schools be autonomous. Um, I think it's probably worth mentioning that he gets quite close to the action. Um, For those Hamilton fans out there, he's quite close to the room where it happens. Um, And he gave us a quite interesting anecdotal uh, story, didn't he, about being in the room in 1992? Um, I think it must have been late 90s, because it was a new Labour Prime Minister. He was an angry new Labour Prime Minister, who we think was Tony Blair. Here we go. He was stuck in a room with, yeah, so he, he is the man who used to be hauled in and told to explain any problems with the education system, which must be quite a scary job. Agreed. But I think we, we're both warm to him. We, we liked a lot of what he was saying. 
I was quite interested about these kind of different, I guess you'd call them ideologies, philosophies. Yeah. About how educational change can happen and school improvement, more importantly, um, can happen. And the different kind of approaches, a top-down approach, so a very much dictatorial approach from government. A bottom-up approach, uh, which we're going through in Wales at the moment, that resonated with us. And then the third way. The third way. That's quite new labour, actually. (laughs) (laughs) That was their thing, wasn't it? What was quite interesting about him, he was was suggesting the third way was kind of having top-down to start with and then seamlessly smoothly going to a more bottom-up approach he he said himself he thought perhaps he was a bit controversial in wanting quite a lot of top-down direction early on if things are bad Mm. um wanting a lot and i think some of the people in the audience were a bit skeptical yeah about that he uh he certainly was pointing out that the Welsh education system's not officially covering itself in glory just at the moment. We were feeling quite ashamed mm. in the audience as he pointed to bad places on his graph and said Wales is there. Yeah, the I mean Pisa came up. Um, there's no there's no hiding from that. Love love Pisa or hate Pisa. But I think what what I got from that talk was that actually the best school improvement approaches are ones that mobilise emancipate, champion and acknowledge the wealth of experience, thoughts and opinions of teachers. Yeah, and I like that point he made about you can you can give the top-down instruction and all the targets and, and the school will, or the education system will briefly improve. There'll be a little upwards kind of tick on the graph, but if you haven't in the process of that given the teachers the kind of autonomy and the you know all that kind of thing it just crashes straight back down to earth again so I, I liked his thing about emancipated teachers I think that was really quite important and he made quite a interesting uh, link to David Bowie at one he point did, yeah essentially what he was saying was that Bowie was he he wasn't born uh confident and the kind of unique charismatic extrovert character that we knew we knew him to be but that actually he he wore confidence he he learned how to wear confidence quoted we can all we can be heroes it's just kind of a nice metaphor for actually you know we need to start being a little bit more confident as schools in knowing what's best for our kids that's what I got for it from it yeah it was good and and Hattie showed up didn't he in the in the presentation and he's got yeah. his way his kind of thing is don't just do stuff because you you gut thinks it's right there's ways you can measure things and mm. if you're not measuring it and checking it and if you I like that thing he said about if you if you're going in kind of looking for the thing that's going to tell you everything's great then you're kind of kidding yourself a little bit yeah so that was that was quite nice uh, yeah and, and another reason to to kind of um, to make room for research for teachers, for them to have time to kind of to gather data and, and process it and make sense of it and then make those informed decisions. Yeah, definitely. And there were loads of people doing really interesting things in, with pupils and in schools and things like that. And maybe we'll get a bit more of that on the go when we get back back down to Cardiff. So yeah, we moved on to our paper then, didn't we? That's why we're here. We've mm. travelled all the way to Bolton to present our our little paper, and I think we felt we felt uh, that we wanted to say we were very sorry we'd come from Wales, which is a terrible place, according to the professor. But so then it turned out the room was full of Welsh people, so it was all okay. <laughs> we were we were preaching to the choir. 
no, it went it went smoothly. We were happy with our presentation. We got some food for thought, I think, about how to improve, having watched a few others present. But I think ours was very much rooted in practice and, and we're at the beginning of our research informed journey, I think. Yeah, I think so. And so this was our cross-curricular music and drama project. So a bit of a shout out to all the lovely PGC students who've helped us with that over the last two years. Your participation in our project has resulted in this very nice trip up to the north of England where we've presented. And your faces were all over it. All over our PowerPoint. Sorry to break that to you. Yeah, you were all over it. And I, I think I think people enjoyed it. Yeah, yeah admittedly, when you come to a, an education studies conference, you do have a lot of people who are doing some quite kind of theoretical stuff. There's, there's a lot more of that in some people's presentations. But yes, we are we're coming at it from a, a practice point of view, and I guess we just need to beef that side of things up a little bit as we go forward now. Mm, agreed. Um, so within our panel session, there was another paper, interesting paper, about videoing student teachers at the start of their training and education, and uh, it was about videoing micro-teach. And there were some interesting points raised about students not really knowing what to look for when they are watching themselves. As we're stepping back from that, the bigger question of should we be recording student teachers at the start of the year when they're very new? But the thing that I really found interesting from that particular paper was should they be encouraged to be looking at themselves, the teachers, and critiquing or should they be looking at the learners and critiquing? Bearing in mind that in a micro-teach, their peers are the learners. So is there room for reflection from the learners, in inverted quotation marks, as well? Yeah, it's it's a funny one, that, isn't it? They, they, they sort of, for me, the PGC student teachers, they go on a bit of a journey, I think, over their, their nine months. And by the end, they definitely need to be looking at what the pupils are doing and kind of ignoring themselves. I... I I wonder whether right at the start of a course it's kind of natural that they're going to be looking at themselves and, and then, I mean, I think I would be I would be happy as long as they sort of smoothly went from, from looking at themselves a lot at the beginning to maybe by the middle, mm. focusing on what the, what the pupils were doing. Um, I, I would agree that definitely what the pupils are doing is important. I mean, I'm, I'm, my micro-teach exercise happens during induction, at the end of the first week of induction, so I think I would probably be happy if they were prepared to be video full stop really rather than than worrying about that but yeah it's a good it's a fair point and and yeah. they were saying that there are a lot of other professions you know nursing and, and things like that where they just get videoed all the time it's commonplace yeah they don't think it's weird at all so it's maybe it's something I will offer as an option I've, I've toyed with the idea before and and people have just said oh just don't go there it's too horrible to your student teachers and that's where we differ because actually I because I do record mine and you don't mm. um so we've, we've kind of got a point of comparison there so I think we're going to have some interesting conversations about our induction for the next academic year and and see what ideas we can bring into yes this year's I induction think, I think together and then it was on to the projects from Carmarthen. Our fellow Welsh people had come all the way up and we're, we're talking about that project, about an international project to find a measure of equity in education, which was quite interesting. And, and I liked that thing where they explained that it wasn't the same as equality, that you weren't giving everyone the same thing. You were giving them what they needed to all have the 
opportunity to get the same thing mm. if that makes sense so mm. yeah that was all quite interesting uh, yeah the interesting thing about that was actually the kind of the language that they were trying to co-construct with staff from a number of international locations schools in a number of international locations and what they were finding out about the kind of differences in oh yeah guess um First of all, priorities. So when they were talking about, you know, equity and what that means, um, it it really demonstrated the kind of different priorities that schools have. So for, for schools in the UK, it was very much about um, narrowing the poverty gap, wasn't mm, it? It was, yeah. Um, and actually in other locations, I can't remember where, did you say Romania? Romania, it was about inclusion of different kind of cultures wasn't it the Roma people yeah um, into the education system was it Spain where they were worried about absenteeism absenteeism and the other one was and I can't remember which country it was about school leavers and, mm. and at what age they were leaving school so some interesting thoughts there because the conference we probably should have said at the start the focus of the conf- conference was globalization and collaboration but with the idea of, of globalisation collaboration in mind, I thought it was really interesting that, you know, you're getting many different schools around the table from different international to find a common language, what it mean, what equity means, you know, and it's, it's a tricky but an interesting process about learning, learning from others. Yeah, I think definitely. I was, I was really interested about the idea that there was one country that considered you to be an early dropout from education if you didn't get a degree. Yeah. That was, that was quite an eye-opener. Yeah. Yeah, and then there was that that quite controversial question at the end of that paper, wasn't there? There, mm. were, there was somebody who felt that actually the whole purpose of education was to kind of, oh, I don't know if I'm, I'm being unfair to this guy now, but to kind of label pupils as being suitable or unsuitable for different kinds of work. It was yeah. a very kind of... He said categorise, I think. Categorise, that was the word he used, was it? Yeah, it was a very kind of slightly brutal <laughs> yes. view of what education was for, and I think... I don't know, could be wrong here, but I think afterwards he, he was Backpedal. visibly yeah, going up to the presenter and, and maybe uh, slamming into reverse gear a little bit because I'm, I'm not sure the room was with him on that question at all. No, no. Um, but that was really interesting. So that was our panel, those papers that um, were part of our panel. And then in the afternoon we attended a symposium. And without wanting to sound stu- too stupid, we don't. We still don't quite know. I'm not sure what the difference between a symposium and just a thing where three people present papers actually is. Yeah, no. but you know, but that, it was nice. That, yeah, it was nice. Um, so we had two two papers presented, both from colleagues in Wales, and the first was all focused on the United Nations Convention of the Rights of the Child, and Welsh government commissioning training of various different sectors who work with young people and raising awareness in the United Nations Convention, the rights of the child, uh, of which there are many articles. I can't remember how many. Yeah, it was something like 20-something, wasn't it? Yeah, 23, I can't remember. many articles. Then we had, a, 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 the second paper was called Voice and Choice, and the two practitioners, the two tutors who were there, they work on a, U, a BA Youth and Community degree programme. And they were both also qualified youth workers themselves. And they focused their work on children who, for, for a range of reasons, were, weren't really engaging fully in school. 
who maybe were at risk of being uh, neat, not in education or... Mm. Education, employment or training, Thank but you. those E's might be the other way around. I'm Thank not sure. you. <laughs> so, yeah, they, they were, what was interesting about that actually was that they were using the, the pupils as participants in their research in a very active way. So they were setting up arts activities, really, weren't they? Yeah, they were having to be quite careful about how they collected the data, weren't they? Because yeah. the, these pupils were not necessarily loving school life. I think they probably had quite a lot to say to us because, of course, our student teachers go out and collect data in schools and often just go into the same ways of doing it. They'd, sometimes they worry that they're taking too much time out of lessons and things. I think these these people had some quite interesting approaches to gathering the data in a way which was kind of fun and interesting and meant that the pupils wanted to participate in it and, and wasn't being really onerous to, to them. Yeah, I, I agree. And and done very sensitively in light of ethics. So we, we got a lot from that yeah, one. And yeah. It was very interesting. And then we had a meal. That was amazing. Yes, we went out for the evening, <laughs> believe it or not. Not listeners. just me and Emma, all of us. <laughs> yeah, yeah, no, yes, we didn't just... No, it, it was the conference dinner and dances, apparently. Yes, Unfortunately, we, 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 we missed the dances. We are lightweights and went home before the dance. Uh, back, back here before the dances. But yeah, I'm sure they had fun. Yeah, don't judge us. <laughs> um, the food was lovely. But what was more important, <laughs> what was more important was it was an opportunity to, and we don't really like this word, but but, but we're going to tell you, listeners, we don't really like this word, but network. We yes. networked a little bit. Yes, we should probably admit that every other time on the conference programme it said networking, we went and hid in another part of campus. <laughs> Although, you know, we do not advocate hiding from networking. No, um, no. Disclaimer, you should always network. It's always important network. for career advancement. Do as we say, not as we do. No, but maybe do it over dinner. It yeah, makes it easier. It does. Anyway, we had a really interesting conversation with someone who works uh, for Beza. We were sat at our table and we, we had lots of ideas, didn't we? Ideas were flowing. Yes, in that way that they do when you finish teaching for the year and come up out of your hole that you've been in for nine months. And yeah, all these lovely ideas came out for things that we could do, which we're going to try and get on with. Yes, yeah, so with the guy from Beza, we were we were talking because we thought that, that there was real kind of lack of representation, for obvious reasons, I think, of of teachers, actual practising teachers at this visa conference. You know, we had some thoughts about that. Perhaps it was the fact that it was during the working week. The cost of the conference mm. is quite hefty. Um, you know, obviously the cover costs that there would be, the, those implications for schools. But we, we really felt that, you know, in light of the research agenda now going forward in Wales for, for all teachers and, you know, professional development, we really felt they, they needed to be there. I think so. And, and there's this divide between the kind of pure researchers and the sort of teachers and teacher trainers. They're trying to get rid of that, but it's clearly still there because every time people asked us what we did, they assumed we were education studies lecturers. And when we said we were in initial teacher education, they, they were really surprised we were there. I mean, some of them said, are you not too busy to be coming to conferences, uh, which was... <laughs> Probably quite true, but, mm. but we, you know, we, we should be there. And they, they were very pleased to have us, they, but they yeah. were genuinely quite surprised that, that we'd come to an education studies conference, which was kind of weird and, and probably needs to be changed. And certainly the guy from Beza is really keen to see teachers and student teachers coming to his conference and just kind of doesn't really know how to, how to get them there. So maybe that can be our mission when we get back to try and push things like this, because... 
you get sent on so many things as a teacher, particularly an early career teacher. You get sent on all these insects and things, and not all of them are massively useful, let's be honest. And something like this is just such an inspiring thing to do, and you meet really interesting people doing doing exciting things. And just having that opportunity, I think, would be just brilliant for everybody. Absolutely. So we were thinking, you know, these are early ideas and may, may not come to fruition, but we'd really like to co-author a paper with a group of some of our mentors, wouldn't we? We would. That would be nice. Uh, maybe extending some of the work that we're doing on the expressive arts area of learning and experience. So those are the sorts of things that were going around in our head at the dinner table. Is there anything else, Tom? Well, I think we just felt that we needed more time and space ourselves to do these things. I mean, we've just about managed to do this cross-curricular project and write it up. It's, it's been a struggle, but it's been such a worthwhile thing to do. And we should be doing more of it. And, and going all the way back to that keynote from David Hopkins, one of the things he was saying is that you have to build capacity in the system. You, you put your top-down instruction in place and then you build the capacity for teachers to do things informed by research. And I think that's true of us as well. I think we spend so much of our time teaching back at campus and out on the road visiting and things like that that we can, well, I mean, we can easily go several weeks without even seeing each other. But beyond that, getting these kinds of worthwhile things done is is important. So I think we need to look quite carefully at what's what we're doing next year and how we organise our time and things like that so that we get a bit of space to do some reading and researching and things like that. And I think the broader message from that, lovely listeners, is how important it is to make time to do things that are just for you in your career um, and to spend time having conversations with colleagues that are they're professional conversations, but they're maybe outside of school or they're in an environment that where you can really be creative and think a bit more deeply um it's it's good we feel well don't we we do we've really enjoyed ourselves and and there is a terrible thing in teaching that if you're not kind of visibly seen to be rushing around doing all the kind of detail stuff then people look at you and wonder whether you're just being a bit of a slacker or if you're not doing something that is like directly in that moment associated with the children with your pupils you know it doesn't mean that it's not going to have an impact on your kids down the line. Yeah, sometimes you have to do things, make a bit of an investment of time, I think, in something that's going to take a bit longer to bear fruit. Otherwise, we're just always kind of firefighting the next thing that's staring us in the face. And the problem with that is you you end up not being able to see the wood for the trees, really. You lose perspective. You, you end up in a kind of, in a silo, really, doing your thing and never changing. So, and nobody's going to stop us from doing that. Nobody's going to actually take you aside and say, stop doing that go and have a little think in a quiet room somewhere or go go and have a coffee with your colleagues because that's the right thing to do. And I mean, we say this now because we've come away from Cardiff and we're sitting in a hotel and we'll probably do exactly the same thing next year, but we're going to try our best not to. Agreed. It's, it's a pact. It's a pact. Make a pact with yourself, listener. Make a pact. We're making a pact. We're making a pact. We're shaking hands we're now. We're shaking hands now. <laughs> and you can hold us to it. Okay. So that's our well-being thought for the week. So be well. Be well. Absolutely. And our other regular slot that we want to do is is to shout out to the student teachers um, or a specific student teacher each time we do this podcast. 
just someone who's done something really interesting or amazing or successful or fun, just to kind of get a bit of positivity in there, um, just in case anybody's feeling like they're in a hole and wants a bit of inspiration. Now, the time we're recording this podcast, it is in fact the end of June and nobody's out in placement doing anything at the moment. All our PGCs are probably sunning themselves on a beach or in bed or something like that. (laughs) So rather than shout out to things that are happening at the moment, we thought we would dig something out of the archives and share this with you. Something really positive and lovely and inspiring. And Emma, it's one of your lovely students. It is one of my lovely students. And um, I must say that this is a student that is not from this academic year but uh, is from the academic, academic year of 1670. Um, her name is Ruth, Ruth Hayward, very creative student teacher. And just to give you a bit of context, at the end of my year with my PGC lot, we have uh, a day of celebration when I ask my student teachers to put together something that kind of gives the highlights of their year and I'm and I ask them to kind of think creatively about how they're going to do that. I mean they can be quite traditional and just put we've had some really interesting kind of just slideshows of images and with some commentary. We've also had uh, my year mapped out um, and matched to Doctor Who characters <laughs> from over the years. Amazing. So that was an interesting one. Now this one was particularly memorable because Ruth decided to um, perform hers as performance poetry. I won't say too much, but I think for those of you who are either in the middle of or about to start or indeed at the end of your PGC journey, there are many things here that Ruth hits upon that will make you laugh, but will also kind of make you feel pretty good about our noble profession. Okay, let's listen. Now, I'm not a poet and I don't profess to be, so bear with me while I take you on my PGC journey. Tree. Let's make some noise, let's improvise, tell lies, tell truths, open people's eyes about what is and was and could well be with sound and art and cross-curricular activity. But what about technology? Miss, that link doesn't work on my phone. Miss, I can't see the PowerPoint. Miss, the internet won't connect. Don't get me started on ICT. I got a D, but it's okay because we've got iPads and Padlets and Poodles and Google and Treat Dying circulate and as you do you can say I am Robert sorry what's your name Ross is it yeah yeah. and don't forget to learn their names (laughs) for when you do you build trust and respect and get a harmonious year nine year eight (laughs) (laughs) and when all is done there leaves just one and there is always one who's talking over you as you instruct the class on what to do through gritted teeth you can say and turn with smiles to the class, knowing you knew his name at long last. Treat Dine, let's make some noise, let's improvise, tell lies, tell truths, open people's eyes about what is and was and could well be, with sound and art and curiosity. When I started, I looked quite young, smooth face, smooth skin, and now the late nights, breaking up corridor fights, 15 cups of coffee, and we won't mention gin, have taken a toll on my skin, and now I look like leather with more greys than a pigeon feather. But it's worth it though, when little Joe takes his exit <laughs> ticket and tells you what he's learnt today and what he likes the most, despite what his records show. Treat, die, in, circulate. Before you do the task, make sure you tell them what you're looking for. Create success criteria with all, asking what will make this good? What will make this great? Focus, miss. Facial expressions, miss. Body language, miss. (laughs) Eye contact, miss. (laughs) 
eye contact with who? Eye contact with... I don't know. <laughs> Would anyone like to elaborate on that? Supplementary questioning is key. It's part of Bloom's taxonomy. And what questions to expect from our young minds? Are they going to philosophise? Are they going to bring their minds alive? Miss, are we going to act today? <laughs> okay. Okay, okay. I spoke too long. The onus is on you, my pupil friend. Let them embody and embrace that magical artistic grace. Get them on their feet discussing and using oracy. Then you'll see the LNF embedded in so neatly. And I'll tell you what, I have learnt some words along the way. A plethora, some might say. And they make me sound dead posh. Like dichotomy. <laughs> and multifaceted. <laughs> and synthesis. <laughs> and pedagog. <laughs> pedagog. Go, 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 let's make some noise, let's improvise, our lies, our truths, open people's eyes about what is and was and could well be with sound and art and collaboratively. And after three assignments, my ears are burning, ring with assessment for learning. But how else will you assess where the pupils are at or where they need to go? How to close the gaps, progressing what they need to know? Let them self and peer assess with what McMiles and even better is. Because Donaldson is turning, making education about learning. Drama falling under the expressive arts, a mixture of the crafts that will see our pupils become creative, innovative, lifelong learners, thinkers, doers, thinkers, and ethically informed citizens of Wales and the world. <laughs> <laughs> so as teachers, we must dig deep into our Mary Poppins bag of treats, pulling up lessons which inspire, ignite, making the studio bright and at pace at the speed of light, because we only get one hour a fortnight. Treat dine. Let's make some noise, let's improvise our lives, our truths, open people's eyes about what is and was and could well be with sound and art and generosity. And differentiate. Dear God, if there's one thing I've learned, it's to differentiate. <laughs> Don't leave the outcomes to fate. Put it in your plan. You know that thing you spent three hours doing in the dead of night? Red, yellow, green, hot, mild, spicy, however it may be. Scaffold for SEN, model it, support, challenge, and make sure that they manage not just to take on the task, but exceed it. Don't put a lid on our kids. <laughs> At the ceiling, burst open and check that they are coping. Tree, die, in. Let them make noise. Let them use props and lights and bring in costumes so they can fight and kick and scream for no scheme of work is too extreme. As long as they are learning, their passion will keep burning and your musical productions will keep filling with energetic pupils who are brimming and your Friday nights will never be the same again. The sofa and a cup of tea or a coffee, if you're like me. Tree, die, in. Let's make some noise, let's improvise, let's tell lies and truths and open pupils' eyes about what is and was and could well be with sound and art and imaginatively. For all the drama studio is a stage and we are merely players. So, um, our final feature on our podcast is all about something to try. Something that you can put in your basket and it may not immediately seem like something that is applicable to your subject but might cause you to think outside the box. So this is something we are stealing shamelessly from the Beza conference where we're at at the moment so and it's a drama exercise. Um, actually Tom sorry I'm interjecting um we're not stealing we're pinching we're pinching with pride. <laughs> pinching with pride. I pinching like with pride. All right we're pinching with pride from the Beza conference. One particular activity that I think I'll definitely be using in future um, was called Power Walk and that involves giving kind of character cards to individual participants representing kind of a range of people in society. 
and then reading out various different statements about life. So things like, um, I, I have shelter, yeah. <laughs> something simple like that. Opportunity to I study, have. things like that, wasn't yeah, it? Yeah, yeah. And they have to think about that character and either take a step <clears throat> forward if that applies to that individual or remain where they mm, are. Yeah, no step. No step. So that I thought that was a really powerful and, and probably transferable activity to teacher education and training, probably in, in both of our subjects, mm. really. Yeah, it's a really nice visual way of showing kind of inequality, isn't it, in society and getting them to get inside the head of somebody that, that they don't necessarily have any idea what their life is like. Yeah, really combating prejudice. It um, resonated with things like Education for Sustainable Development and Global Citizenship and um, PSHE. Yeah, definitely. Yeah, it was a nice activity. Yeah, more oh, drama it? activities, getting into different corners of the curriculum. Yep, plundering mm. the drama cupboard. Yeah, it's again. all good. <laughs> it is all good. So that is everything for this first episode. I think later on, once we get into the course, things are going to kind of settle down a little bit and, and make a little bit more sense. But hopefully you've enjoyed listening to what we've been up to over the summer. People probably wonder what we do when all the students have gone. The answer is we come and uh, sit in hotel rooms and talk nonsense on podcasts. So that's all been good fun. And we'll look forward to speaking to you again soon. I am Tom. No, I'm no. not. <laughs> you can be if you want to. <laughs> I am Emma. You are Emma. And I'm Tom, I think. I'm not even sure anymore. <laughs> Thanks for listening. And definitely time to go. (laughs) That was Emma and Tom's PGCE podcast presented by Emma Thayer and Tom Breeze, although there's currently a certain amount of confusion about which one of us is which. Our grateful thanks go to the lovely people at Beezer 2018 for making us so welcome, to the PGCE Music and Drama classes of 2017 and 2018 for engaging so gamely with our cross-curricular project, and to Cardiff Met for funding our attendance at this conference and for paying us money at the end of each month so we can feed our families. Our grovelling apologies go to the people of Bolton for our accents at the top of this episode. I'm not quite sure what my excuse is, as I was actually born here. To Education Studies lecturers who do know the difference between a symposium and a conference panel and to the organisers of Visa 2018 for our failure to take all the opportunities for professional networking that were provided to us because we arrived at the conference without our presentation ready. We're off to stand outside the classroom for a moment and think about the way we've just behaved. Until next time, take care and enjoy teaching. <laughs> <laughs>